Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to episode 352 of She Podcast 352. I am your co-host, Jessica Kupferman, and with me, as always, the very perky Elsie Escobar. That's that, very nice. It probably felt nice. like a little pressure since you're not feeling that. Are you feeling perky? Probably well, not. you know what? I was just thinking I had a hard night, like just like at the end of oh. that last week, I did not sleep and I think I didn't sleep, and then the next day you didn't sleep, which was interesting. But anyway, I barely slept because I was so inner. I had so much stress and anxiety coursing through my veins. But then the next day it was all right. And then last night. Same with me. I didn't sleep again. I slept through the whole night. What? Okay, because now I wake up, a good night for me would be, you know, I fall asleep and then I will wake up around two to three or so, like just natural wake up. I don't have to go to the bathroom, but I still wake up a little bit and I turn around and I kind of, you know, get myself settled again. And then I go to sleep again. That's a good night, but that happens like more than once a night. You don't get up though out of the bed? No, not when I wake up and I just kind of wake up and I don't have to go to the bathroom, mind you. I just w- naturally woke up but I keep my eyes closed and I just kind of move back and I usually fall back asleep within like five minutes, okay. right? That's on a good night, maybe more than once, possibly like two or three times, but I just like turn around and I go back to sleep. That's a good night. That's been my normal the entire life now. And when I can't do that, it's more every hour Then I have to go to the bathroom. Then I go to the bathroom. When I get out of the bathroom, I come back and I can't sleep. And so it's, it's a mess. But last night you I fell asleep. And I did not wake up until my alarm went off at 6.15. I almost was like, why is my alarm going off? It's midnight. Because that's usually when I, you know, I was like, what happened? Yeah. And so I don't know the last time I did that. I have, I, I have zero memory of the last time that I just slept. It's very rare for me, too. And in fact, if I wake up like that naturally and it's light out already, I'll panic that I've overslept. Oh, yeah. No, it was not. It was dark. Like if it's I, six, yeah. I get I get worried that I've overslept. I haven't slept in, in weeks. He had one night in the last week where he just like went to bed and didn't get out until midnight or one in the morning. But there were at least four other nights where he will, is staying up until our bedtime and then going to sleep with us. But, but him staying up also means... I don't want to be in here. I need you to sit with me. You know, we it, it means me and Scott trying to get him to sleep. And he just... How old is he again? Seven. Okay. It's killing us softly. Yeah, I'm sorry We're dying. I don't know what to do. I had troubles with Bay May, you know, like as we all know. She was about like that too. It was possibly really frustrating because there were many times when like I would actually... The way that I solved that was just to go to sleep at their bedtime. And then I would, I had to do it. And then I had, it was like I was being hijacked to go to sleep at their bedtime. And then at first it was like, lay down with them and then get up and finish my night and then go back to sleep. But I realized that I was so exhausted that I would just fall asleep. So I stopped fighting it. I would just go to sleep when they went to sleep. That was the way that I did it. The reason I can't do that is because Scott does this whole, I never get any time with you. Like, like if he, like if I am putting him to bed the whole time and if he's, or if he's doing it, then he's, but he'll actually say to Isaac, like, I don't even get five minutes with my wife. Like that's his fault or problem. (laughs) Like he gives a shit. I think I have the exact opposite. I don't think that's ever been a thing. It's like, it's too much. We're too much. He doesn't ever get any time by himself. I mean, he knows this logically, but I just have to be like, you know, that can't really be the priority if our kid's not sleeping, but I appreciate it so much. But I mean, I do appreciate it, but also I just have to be like, well, you can't tell. He doesn't give a shit if we have time. to. What are you saying to him? Like, My he, kids would never have. I mean, they might have like gone like, oh, like in the moment. No, but, Isaac would be like, and? <laughs> they like, wouldn't what? have. He doesn't understood care. what that even meant. He knows what it means. He just doesn't care. And I mean, I'd love to know why. Because I mean, th- because then this morning he didn't wake up until nine. He's supposed to be at school at eight at seven forty five. I could not wake him up. I sat on him. I tickled him. I played loud music. I turned on all the lights. I took the covers off. I put them back on. Took them off. Put them back on. I did everything I could. Could not wake him. Finally, I was just like, well, I mean, he's only had seven hours of sleep. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. It's a phase and I hate it. And then the other thing is once you hit the tween years, it's going to be 
they won't get out of it. Like I remember May May has always been a morning person. Like she's just always woken up awake. She was always awake. Like mm-hmm. no, she was never groggy in the morning. She just was like up yeah, and really 100% on, <laughs> you know, and now I can barely get her out of bed. Really? She is That's so interesting. So sleepy. And Hunter went through that as well. Where I was just like, it was like, uh, and I think it's the it's hormones when it's hormones all the growing, hit, yeah, they're growing a just, lot. So it is 10, now. She's no longer that. Ten to twelve is lots child. of growing. Yeah. So. Yeah, and grouchiness. Anyway, well, we can move on. Yeah. The Scourge's show. We have so many things to talk about. We let's just do like a, a just the quickest recap of podcast movement evolutions because I'd never been before. Oh yeah. Oh, you haven't. I've never been to that one. Have you? No. Dude, yeah. Where have I been? I have been nowhere. Even when without the pandemic, I've not been nowhere. No, I know. But I thought maybe Libsyn would have wanted you to go at some point. Because this is the third one. It's the second, isn't it? No. I believe it's the third. They had one 2019. Then 20. they had one 2020 before it descended into chaos, I think. And then they had. Really? I think so. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure they've had three. This is the, my first one. Um, I thought it was really fun. I don't know that if I were a creator, I would have enjoyed it as much, but because I'm part of the industry on some level, like I know all the other people that are sponsoring and, and you know, who were there to meet with other people. And that way it was incredibly fun just to see colleagues and stuff. I'm sure creators had a good time. It's just, it's, it was a, it's a different vibe. The one in the summer is like a, more of a party vibe. This was much more of like a business meeting vibe, but still fun, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But also in LA, LA already has a vibe of like, who can I meet here? Mm-hmm. So there was that, regardless of who you were, there was just some element of like, okay, who am I here to do business with kind of thing, which is different. But I saw Harry Duran and I saw the guys from Libsyn and I saw... Just all these other people that I hadn't seen in years and years and forever and forever. So I was so happy that I was there. And then I was violently ill. So I was sick as a dog. On the way there, I could feel it coming. I was feeling it coming in my throat. And then, Mm. oh, I just spent the next three days like trying to fight it off and not give it to anyone. The party, the rooftop party for Paris was like walking distance. So we walked down this little cobblestone thing. Go up there. It's like 8.45. Paris isn't there. And I was screaming over people, which I, and no one could hear me because you, you heard my voice that day. It was like this. Yeah. You were really, yeah, it was hardcore, man. It was painful to hear you. Yeah. It was pointless. Even if I were there to dance, which I wasn't going to wait around for Paris to show up. She was late. So I left. I left and I went back to my room. Oh no. I went back to uh, the lobby bar and then Rob Walsh bought me and Margie dinner. Oh, that's so sweet. And it was delightful. He is at, what no, what's sweet is that he was coming out of dinner, oh. walked with us back to the hotel, and then bought us dinner. Aww. I know. Isn't that so nice? That's it was nice. delightful. That's Spending nice. that time with him was absolutely delightful. I never get to have like social time with him, so it was great. Yay. It, was re- it was really, really nice. The hotel was nice. I ate so much bacon. <sighs> so much bacon. Because that's the perfect thing to eat when you're Coming down with a cold. Much bacon. Well, my husband's, you know, he's, oh, he's yeah. becoming more religious. So there's no pork ba- product in this right. house. You were like. So I could have been be on my bacon. deathbed and I would have asked for a pile of bacon and shrimp. Okay. All right. Because I can't eat it here. And I it's hear frustrating. Ya. Yeah. So I just ate all the bacon. Bacon every day. Bacon, bacon in the every morning, day. Bacon in the evening. Bacon at supper time. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it was it was really nice, and I'm excited for their event in the fall, and uh, and then the next one coming up is Podfest. So yeah, Podfest is Memorial Day weekend, um, and we'll be there. Although I don't know in what exact capacity, I think I'm on a panel on Thursday, uh-huh. uh, but I don't know if we're having a booth or anything like that. But we're we'll, we'll be there, and I'm very excited. That one is definitely a family community vibe, and I always like going there. Plus, plus. Scott and Isaac will be there. Oh my goodness! Look at that. I'm um. I am bringing. I'm considering the going. To the I have party. to. I gotta discuss it with the fam. Yeah, you could bring one but of your I schmooze too. I bet they'd love it. There's a water slide in the pool at the hotel. 
Yeah. I got to yeah. discuss that with Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Well, let me know. We'll see what happens. And I watched the podcasters hall of fame ceremony from start to finish. I didn't even want to do that. Like I literally was not wanting to. And then I got sucked into it. And so I watched the whole thing. Uh, Mind you, it was very late on my time. So. Oh, that's right. My God. I heard that it was possibly, I'm sure that I had a better experience watching it than the people there. Not because it wasn't good live, but because there weren't as many people there that showed up live to be there watching. But I think there's something to be said as far as I see now, there's been like over 800 people that have watched the ceremony post on YouTube, you know, so. Yeah, I was invited to sit with Ginger and I got, and I was also, I was so sick by Friday night that I was afraid of infecting her because, you know, she yeah. cares for people like on their deathbed. So I was like, I can't make her sick because this yeah. would just be terrible. So that's not good. I was so sad. And I bought such a pretty dress to wear and I didn't get to go. But I'm glad that, that you got to see it. That's great. Did you send her a message and tell her yay or anything? Yeah, we corresponded back and forth on um, via email. Well, okay, so. that's good. Yeah. So congratulations, Dr. Ginger and Evo. Our friend Evo Tara was also inducted. And who else did you know? Did you know anyone else inducted besides that? Yeah, Molly Wood, who is like my heart, my soul. I love her so much. She is my everything. She never knows. She doesn't know this by any means at all. But Molly Wood to me is like, it's. I, I started listening to Buzz Out Loud, which was her first podcast. Okay. And I, it was the first podcast that I listened to on a daily basis way back in the day when I, when I first started listening to podcasts. I thought... Um, listening to, it was like listening to them talk and how smart she was and how fast she was and how witty she was. I immediately wanted to be like Molly Wood. Like I was just like, I want to be like this lady. Wow. And, cool. and then from then on, I know, you know, she left CNET. She went to a variety of different places and everywhere she went, I went and subscribed to her new podcast. So I'm one of those people who are understands how you get attached to a host. And immediately, whenever whatever podcast she was doing, I was listening to the podcast that she did. That makes sense. Yep. That you get addicted to her and not necessarily the specific things. Yeah. She was phenomenal. And so um, I'm still listening to her. I'm now once again listening to her daily because she's always done a daily show of some kind at some point in her, you know, she's done so many different types of shows and always leaning definitely into tech, the tech sphere, where she's touched it here and there, like reporting on different aspects of it. But now she is at This Week In with Jason Calacanis, and she's doing uh, The Daily Show with him. And I think they do six days a week. And it is a long show, long as in like over an hour, six days a week. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's over there now doing some really great work. And I am stalking her and (laughs) looking to in some way, some way, one day, Miss Molly, I would love to collaborate with you because you're my dream. You're my dream person. Aw, that's so nice. I know. She's so good. Um, No, I have questions because I'm like, I want to know how she does what she does. You should interview her on our show, on this show. I know. I actually was, at some point, maybe I can have her be a co-host. I also wanted her to be a co-host for The Feed as well. I thought she would be a very good The Feed co-host because she has a level of understanding and of tech that's very much that vibe, right? It's a, it's just, it's a different type of combo that we generally have on The Feed. A little bit more tech heavy, a little more yeah. Newsy in yeah. nature, you know. But anyway, that's it. But maybe, and Bonnie, I see you posted that. She would be really great to be having at SPL 2022. I think she would be a great addition to the conversation there in all yeah, kinds of I'll different interesting ways. I'll look her up if you ways. want, unless you have her email already. So, yeah. Also, we, Bonnie, beef bacon is terrible. Beef Just, bacon is terrible. Oh, my God. Wrote, well, there's always beef bacon. It tastes. It's terrible to me. I hate it. Oh. Turkey bacon, yes. Beef bacon, hell no. Hmm. Interesting. But shall we continue on with some of the things that we Moving have in on our show notes? Yep. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. 
Um, I wanted to talk about Meghan Markle. I thought okay. that was very interesting. So Meghan Markle is becoming a podcast host. Her first podcast, Archetypes, is supposedly coming this summer on Spotify, which and it will unpack labels and stereotypes that hold women back. Over the course of the podcast, Megan will speak with historians and experts to uncover the origin of these stereotypes and have uncensored conversations with women who know all too well how these typecasts can shape narratives. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to have a, a podcast together and it never happened. Right. It didn't happen. We did cover it on the show. We kind of made a little bit of a fan, fun yeah, at I them remember. because it was a little bit of a challenge for them to get started. Yeah, yeah. Come to find out that the possibility of them pushing back against Spotify because of all of the to do with Joe Rogan mm. and disinformation on the platform might have played into the lack of launching from the royal couple or the ex-royal couple. Archwell is their audio production company that <laughs> apparently addresses the real-time global misinformation crisis. Oh, my God. It's named after Archie, their son. You know, they're on it. So she's putting that out there, and it looks like part of it is is the, they're wrapping up the messaging around this specific podcast to address whatever... Uh, negativity is surfacing around Spotify by wrapping in that production company, wrapping in the message of the podcast itself. And it's very specific. I mean, I I was very intrigued by the fact that she is, you know, there's there's so many people who are constantly talking like, let's talk to all the women leaders. How do mm. we have a conversation with another notable woman who's done things. You know what I mean? There's so many. There's so so many. So what you're saying is it irritates you. No, I'm just saying there's a lot. But and so what I'm I like about this is that she's very specific about the conversation, which is to uncover the origins Mm -hmm. of the stereotypes. Right. Mm -hmm. And that I like, like, I'm super into that. I would love to know it because it's a completely different focus versus let's just talk to fancy women. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very unique. So I, I like that. And then Bonnie says that they did one episode only and Spotify made them divide up to ideally actually produce content. So is that, and part of it is, you know, I'm having such a hard time with reporting out there lately. I gotta say, oh. because I don't hear, you don't really ever get the full story. And Never, never get the full story, never get an unbiased version of what happened. Right. And not only that, but I didn't mean to interrupt you. But like, in addition, I'm getting annoyed that a news article reports that people on Twitter are mad. They're like, facing backlash. But it's like four people on Twitter didn't like it. Like, so what? Wait, what was it that I I was just listening to? What was I? Then the idea of what's news today is driving me crazy. I look at my news feed and I want to throw it out the window. There was like a discussion on another show that I listen to all the time. I listen to a show called Rocket. And I've spoken about this show also for a long time. I've been listening to Rocket since its inception. And it's, it's, it's like essentially tech conversations with three female hosts that are talking tech from a variety of different, different levels. And they actually made a really interesting point, which is in terms of the response, um, I believe it was Rocket that I was listening to. If not, it would have been this week in tech and, okay. and this okay. week in startups. I'm sorry if I'm giving Doesn't people matter. the wrong thing. But then, anyway, the whole point is the fact that they were talking about that local news are incredibly under-resourced and they are being pushed to have to report so much out into the world, meaning they have quotas that they have to meet, meet to get X amount of news out. And so the reporters essentially get a lead or they get a pitch of a story and then they have to run with it by the end of the day. Like they have goals that they have to really like get to. Oh, I know what it was. It was because it it was Rocket and they were discussing the story that came out about that TikTok had this trend that was about the teachers, like hit your teacher or something your teacher, like something like that. And that it was reported widely about this trend that was really 
horrible and inappropriate and TikTok mm. is the, you know, the, the root of all evil yeah. and these yeah. kids are going to get violent towards their teachers and all this stuff. Come to find out that that was a story that was put out by Facebook as misinformation to get Shut your to make mouth. sure that TikTok was going down the tube because they're their competitor, right? So this is the huge story in tech. And that the, is terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. And so, oh my god. The unfortunate thing with this is that a lot of the local news organizations just went with the story. Of course. Without doing their due diligence to be able to get it backed up, to get the sources, to get the mark record, to get them, you know, all the things How that How embarrassing. Yeah. And so finally, the reporting from the Washington Post, I believe it was a Washington Post reporting article, showed what happened because they went down the rabbit hole and they actually got emails back and forth with Facebook execs and stuff that they put this campaign out to nail TikTok. I can't believe anyone there would even admit that. Well, no, no, no. Nobody admitted it. They got the emails. So they scooped it. So they, this was the story. And so the Washington Post was able to, oh, Carrie says fact-checking is dead. right, but it's gross. But mind you, though, Carrie, interestingly uh, that you say that, and part of it is that some of the national organizations still do have the resources and the leeway for reporters to actually do the work, which is fact-checking, double-checking your sources, getting people on the record, making sure that this is happening over more than one place, whereas the local reporters have a quota and they're completely understaffed and they don't have the time. They literally don't have the time to fact-check stories. They just want to run with it. And then they feel like they're behind the eight ball if somebody else covers it and they didn't without doing their due diligence. So as a whole, the entire organization is uh, not organization, but the news outlets as a whole are having a, it's, it's hard. It's, it's challenging. It Mm -hmm. is challenging that headlines can escalate. I am at, uh, you know, looking at that headline, I didn't even read the article. I was just like, because of my bias towards TikTok already, I was like, see, TikTok is the devil. You know oh, what I mean? See how you are. And so, yeah, but and, and and I never even bothered to read the article. Thank God that I didn't actually run with that. But it's messed up, and that's why it's so hard when I see stories like this that are reporting X, Y, and Z about stars not putting content out when we really actually don't know the true story. And sometimes the true story is so boring <laughs> but, that it's right. not a story. I mean, that's why they do that is because, I mean, it's certainly why I've caught, you know, especially especially during a presidential campaign, they will take any little possibility of a story and make it a damning article and then halfway through the page admit that it's only possible that this happened. Yes. It is so frustrating because most people just look at headlines and then they just go, oh, this guy's a pedophile or whatever. And it's like, what? What? No. Yeah. It's it's Absolutely. It's very frustrating, I think, all the way around when you see the, the information and also to understand my own behavior that, I mean, even me as somebody who's been reading her whole life right now, like being a 50-year-old who's been reading news and information for a while, and even noticing my lack of discipline when it comes to actually properly reading sources, properly taking the time to ingest information and bring it out and understand it in a different way versus the way that even our children right now are learning and and even in school, I'm sure that there's going to be times when they're going to have to read long form content in some way, write long form content in some way, and to actually almost guarantee that none of these kids are fully doing that. They're just figuring out a way how to quickly get that information outside of the scope of what the school is giving them because the internet now is full of everything. Right. They're quick to figure out ways around everything, everything. I mean, Scott's been on a news diet for almost a year. I've never seen him happier. Oh, it's great. Doesn't read it. Doesn't look at it. Doesn't want to know anything about it. The only thing I've told him about is when like someone dies. 
Just so he can be like, oh, oh that's so that sad. he knows like what the yeah yeah like yeah. Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters died this past weekend. It was really sad. Yeah, I love the Foo Fighters. Yeah, other than that, he knows nothing. He knows nothing about the war. He knows nothing about. I mean, he knows about Chris Rock, but I love when it's hilarious now because when he actually stumbles upon news, he'll be like, Jessica, did you know? And I'm like, of course <laughs> I know. That was last week. Damn it. <laughs> I know. I That's mean, adorable. look at Carolyn. Carolyn has a point there. She says, I worry about blanket statements. They're still reputable sources and we just have to work harder to seek them out without journalism. And, yeah. you know, she's right. And. The tough part is that our days are so full of consumption already, and it's a it's so much harder to do that work when you have so much stuff coming at you. There's a part of me that also does long for that for the ritual of the newspaper arriving. You know, I still have I have memories of of this the newspaper arriving, particularly in El Salvador. And how much of a ritual that was for my grandparents when I was there and how the entire day in the morning, like every time that I would come for breakfast, like, you know, the breakfast table was set and the newspapers were there and we were not allowed to touch the newspapers until my grandfather had read them and then he could pass them off. So he was the first one. He was always sitting at the table reading Mm -hmm. the newspaper the minute he put it down. We all got a chance to take up the paper. And there was something about the ritual of us sharing the same source and just reading up what we wanted to do. That was that really, I think, infused for me the love of wanting to read in the mornings, read the news. Same thing, you know, at my home when we used to get the newspaper at home and it didn't happen for long. And right. I never kept this to my, I, you know what? I might have ordered the paper myself when I was like living alone. Yeah. I've always just sort of looked at the internet. I've never read the newspaper ever unless I was looking for a job. I totally used to. Now that I think about it, I was subscribed to the LA Times. I would read entertainment wow. magazine because I'm interested Look in movies me. and television. But now that I realize that I'm like, what that turns into on the internet is celebrity gossip, and I'm not interested in that. So it's like I would read like what TV shows are coming out and who's starring in what and what they did right. before. But now my feed is full of what Khloe Kardashian wore to the gym and shit, which I don't want to have anything to do with that. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we could always talk about Will Smith and Chris Rock because that was newsworthy. Are you asking? <laughs> Her face. No, I am not going to go down that rabbit hole. Oh my god! I will funny. not. There's no we're rabbit skip. hole to go down. No, what? No, I'm not speaking about it. No, we're not going to talk about. There's it. no opinion to be had. It's just fact. We don't have to pontificate over why or if it was. No, no, no. I, I just, yeah, I just feel like enough. No, I don't even want to talk about it. No, it should have died <laughs> years. Like no, 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 no. No, I will not. I refuse. People, there's enough. Can I just say this one thing though? Oh my god. I think Jada looked pretty that night. Oh, my God. Yes. She was so beautiful. Okay, that's all. Good. All right. Great. Okay. Moving on. Because Elsie is clearly upset with me now. No. (laughs) But I do like this idea, though. Moving back to podcasting. Virtual podcast events are bringing in the six-figure earnings. This is from The Verge. Mm -hmm. It was an article in mid-March, and I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit because... Well, this isn't what you guys think it is. Virtual podcast events is not virtual podfest or virtual podcast movement. That's not what they're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not what this is. No, 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 no. This is podcasting live stream live like what we're doing right now imagine we were charging this but where people would pay money and see it yeah but it seems to me that there's like (laughs) look at this there's like oh my gosh look at this moment house do you know what what the heck is moment house i didn't even go down that rabbit hole. i didn't either Um, what is moment house let's see hold on moment house is um i guess a platform that provides elevated digital experiences Okay. So either that or they're hosting them. So like I see Whitney Cummings. It's like a, you know, you get tickets to see her, I guess, live. Yeah, yeah. But it's live virtually. I see that. I see that. I doubt it's a Zoom. I'd love to. I mean, but what's funny is that they have all these um, trailer, or well, trailer, you know, they have, what is it called? Splash card or whatever. But like, yeah, no way of knowing what it actually looks like. I love that this is their 
you know, their media thing, but like, are they in front of Zoom? Do you see them on a stage? Like, how does this work? Yeah. Um, and then there's there's actually comments on the side for some of them, which is interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out because I just clicked through in this Moment House thing. And yeah, like, they said, go you know, on Morbid. It says like, you guys are awesome. That's amazing. So you're able to comment the whole time while they're talking, I guess. All right. Six and more minutes and I can watch. Hate being late. Oh, because people were, I guess you can only have a certain amount of people in at a, at a time, which is also interesting. It's like standing room only kind of. Yeah. And then it, it, it seems like the payouts for these things is a combination of tickets merch and tips yeah, from you, the audience. If you go under create, it says reach fans around the world by turning your content into interactive digital ticketed events. First, you create the time and place. Then you share your studio session and then you just earn money with the tickets. That's freaking crazy. And, and, and then mind you, yeah, just a zoom. It has to be. And then they upgrade Oh, to no. other experiences. So if you want, I guess, higher touch. Look at the page. Right? Like, look, wait, I got to show you this. Wait, wait, wait. Even wait, wait, more. Wait. Sorry. No, go ahead. I, but I just want to, I, I need to, I'm, I'm sending you a link in the chat. Click it and go all the way to the bottom and you can see, I guess, an example okay. of what they look like. One looks like a TV show. One oh, is like I a see. music session. One is like a cinematic album Moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Album moment. Delight <laughs> with moments. That's right. And then yeah. the other one's a live performance kind of thing. Yep. It's crazy. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, listen, it looks like it's Sweet. working for them. So that's cool. You know, uh, we have but, good cameras. We could probably do. So it would be like if you and I got together in a hotel, sat next to each other. Right. And had and, convo and with had someone the, and just yes. had them, you know, live stream it. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. They have all kinds of extra things, especially for for the podcasting stuff. But it's not the only platform. It looks to me that there is, I think, HeadGum. HeadGum launched Gumball. Yeah, exactly. So then mm. they have something else there. Hold on. Seems to me that there's something to be said over here when it comes to having that live interaction thing happening with the creation of podcasts and having them be live in this way. I have to say, though, Jess, I think it would be this would be one of those wonderful things. Like if we live together. Yeah. Or, or anywhere lived in the same area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That it's like I could swear there was another podcast that used to go. Do you remember this? I think that we had this discussion with you in the past and I can see them in my head. We might have covered it on a show years ago where they used to go inside of a restaurant and they had a a private room in the restaurant, but the restaurant. And so in that private room, there was this huge um, uh, window. And so when people would go in like every Saturday, I think it was like Sunday mornings at two or something, mm -hmm. um, they would record their their show live in the restaurant and people would come in every Sunday at two to watch them record on, in real life. Yeah. And, and, and there were tickets that were sold out and people would eat and do all kinds of things, but they, it wasn't like they were, the, the noise of the restaurant didn't interrupt because they were behind it was in a private room again with a big, huge mirror so you could see them and hear them. And something like that would be really cool because it would be cool to be able to have the live people and... And to have the recording. Yes, and to have the live interaction, the live... The audience, the clapping. Yeah, I think that would be really great. That would be great. Hmm. And, you know, sell tickets or access or whatever in terms of the behind the scenes. There's, I mean, there's something to that. There is Definitely. something to that. I would like, I would prefer to do something like that because of the control that we would have over the output. Well, and the set. And the set. And the, you know, and the design. It would be a completely different experience. It would be like podcasting in the middle of the expo hall like we did. Yes, absolutely. But but totally not noisy. We've done live shows a bunch of times, but I really have no idea if people like it. When I like live. I, I like it too. I love it. But does our audience, I mean, right. those of you who have done it, who have, who have ever seen us do our show live, I'd love to know whether or not you think it's a cool way to 
consume us. I, I mean, not that it. I mean, not that we care. No, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> not that we care. <laughs> no, I mean, we would do it anyway. But I mean, like, I, I still would like to know. My favorite uh, things that I've really wanted to do and actually attend is from one of the my, my other favorites, which are the Relay FM folks, right? We had Stephen Hackett on the show, mm-hmm. and I've talked about him. Like, you know, he came over to, to do th- when they did the whole uh, St. Jude podcast-a-thon thing. But prior to that, what they do, and I think they're doing it this year for the first time since the pandemic, is since they have a network, right? So they have lots of shows under their network. What they're doing is they're going to, I believe, the West Coast. And then they have all of their hosts fly over there, as many of them as want to participate. And they do live tapings of their shows. And then they also use the hosts and do other kind of panel discussions amongst them. And they do a day of podcasting for all of their shows for Relay FM. And they sell tickets and people come and watch them do the show live. And their audience is is a rabid audience. They're really engaged. And so they will show up. They want to see all of the hosts. They want to see everybody from the network. Yeah. And they want to watch them do it live. It's kind of fun. And, and I think, like, for me, in, in all honesty, I that is worth a trip. Like, I, if I didn't have, if I could just go without having to approve it with anybody else, I'd be flying just to hang out with the folks from Relay FM. It's that important to me because I love them so much. And they are, it's kind of like going to see your favorite movie stars. And yes. you get to see all of the hosts there, yes. all of them. So, you know, I just noticed that this article is also guilty. It says uh, six-figure earnings. But like each one of these moments is not bringing in anywhere close to that. They have only brought in right. 780000 total from all the moments. Right. I mean, not to say only, but I'm just saying like who on there... One. Other it than could be Whitney like the- Cummings, who on there is making six figures with their with their moment? Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just clickbait. It's uh, uh it, there's always something in there where you have to like read very very clearly to be able to see what's going on with um with the stuff that they're doing. But anyway, I just think that that's another viable thing that you could do if your audience is a rabid is is a rabid audience to be able to do a live event like this a live taping i think it's absolutely worth it to to try it right and i'm coming to Asheville so we can try it we could could you imagine we should totally do that like live tickets i want to do it let's do it that would why can we do it i'm gonna nail you down to a date that would be so fun and but we have to instead of instead instead of the date i think we also have to look at the venue, because that's oh. as, as important as... So the as... beach is not a good venue? <laughs> no, meaning not the venue as in, like, it has to be fancy, as in, like, we need to have the right gear, and there's only, like, it has yep. to be better right than... audience. We need to go somewhere where people will appreciate our sense of humor and style. Oh, my God. Where would that even be in Asheville? Well, we don't even have to have the, the live stuff. We could just do the tech stuff, is what I'm saying. No, like, I know. We could do the tech stuff. Well, you have all the tech. You have that thing in the background with the curly, with the pretty buttons. Can't you just bring? Can't you just bring the pretty button pal? The pretty no, button pad. No, doing live stuff is so much harder. It's so much That's harder. That's not like, true. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Carrie, are you still here, Carrie? I'm kidding. I'm joking. Hell Please don't yes. bite my face off. Please, I know. I'm joking. I know she would. It's not as easy. It's so much easier to record. Like this, especially back in Of course, and forth. it's easier. Jack would kill me if he if they heard I said that. So much easier. Oh my, oh my god. god! It anyway. is so much easier this than having two people in the same. But room I see a mixer behind you. It's so hard. See, I know, but it's so much harder. All and the we way have around two cameras. We can just set up a two camera. It's the no, dude. It's camera the one? audio. It's camera the two. Audio. Camera like, two. Camera one. Camera one. Camera yeah, two. Yeah, it's the audio. I can do that part. My dad Just the audio stuff. What Jess is doing right here ruins more podcasts than anything ever in podcasting. What am I doing? You just sit there. You just now you bring a mixer and a couple microphones and we just go to a big giant hall and we sit there and then then we just record the show and nobody can hear us and there's echo and there's all this other stuff and all, but we don't, doesn't matter. It's the devil. Absolutely. Carrie's saying bleed. It's the devil. Bleed is the devil. I've done recordings live. Not live for anybody else to consume, but in real life with 
yeah, your the first most show I've ever done is four people. Live. Okay. Okay. Like four people in one thing, and we all had a mic and we all talked normal. And the amount of editing that I had to do in post for that was mind blowing because everybody's voice is in everybody's track. Yeah. And there's a echo because that's what bleed is. It you can't and just in order to deal with that is That's why some so people are editors and some people aren't. Yeah, but that's also why you pay more people more to the person who's gonna be editing your show because it's gonna be a much harder edit than anything else. I hear you. Karen so, will back me up. How many times has somebody dumped a pile of garbage on your desk garbage. or, you know, and says, oh, here, I decided to record somebody and they had a little microphone and we did the, the and it's just horrific. And they're like, here, take and make the, and you're like, I, I can't do anything with this. Why wouldn't you call me before you did this? And I could give you an easy way to do this, and it would have sounded wonderful. Every damn day, she answers back in the chat. Like Every damn day. I just had this yesterday. I had a client who was talking about this interview they're going to do, and they're going to do it in StreamYard, and I'm like, and they're going to record there too, but the other one's coming in. I said, well, you can't do that because your StreamYard only records a single track, and you don't get separate tracks because of the StreamYard you have. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So then we go, I said, you knew this for a week. I'm here. I, John Jamingo, the best secret in pod, the best kept secret in podcasting, <laughs> would have been able to help you with this and it would have been no problem. But now it's the day before and there's and everything's all set up and all, and they're like, what do we do now? Listen, listen, this isn't the podcast editor crybaby show. Yeah, it is now because <laughs> what you're doing right now, this is a learning, this is a teaching moment for you, young lady. I don't this, want to be taught. Is I, that I, a I know possibility? Yeah, I think Could that- I bypass the education and just be here for the jokes, please? You can bypass the education and just be here for the, the jokes. We just cannot tell the people that doing a live recording- I was recording, joking. It's a misinformation. It, people are going to run with it and go like, oh my gosh, let's do this. And then they're going to ask in the she podcast group, how do you record live? And I'm like, you oh, don't think God. that the fact that I was, you don't think the fact that I was just like, look at the pad with the pretty buttons. We can just take that. Like that's podcasting advice. I'm not giving that. It happens every day. That happens every day. Okay. Let me just be clear. <laughs> if you want to know anything about how to have decent sounding audio, never ask me. <laughs> Ever. I can give you lots of advice on different things. I could even give you advice on your life and relationships. But never ask me ever how to sound better in a podcast. Ever. I don't know how to set it up. I don't know how to knock it down. I can barely sit in front of the mic the whole time of my own show. She can't even set the volume in her headphones. Okay. Okay. Just so we're all clear. I don't give <laughs> podcast sound and editing advice ever. For my first podcast, I didn't even edit it. Sometimes I didn't even have the mic on. I didn't know, but still. I mean, We all still do that. Yes, apparently it. we do. But my point is, don't ever take my advice about podcasting. Can we move on from this whole yes, we can. panic of podcast terribleness that I've yes. seemingly caused? Yes. So we have room Look, for I'm being one. Heckled now, Carolyn says. She says as she turns away from the mic. <laughs> listen, listen. It's it's all it's I'm all fidgety. Okay, but we have to talk about fidgety. this last thing before. Okay, okay. okay we okay. close out the show because we are uh, heading on to here. So mm-hmm. I talked about the claim pod parody campaign. In, yes. in a, a few episodes ago or almost in every episode. But I haven't talked about one of the things that the, our partners did for the Claim Pod Parody campaign, which was the fact that there were lists that were published Ooh. and that were supporting two separate lists. One of them was that were podcasts about podcasting that were women-led. Mm-hmm. And the other one was essentially podcasting pros or or women who are in some way teaching or educating or serving the podcasting space in some way and have a podcast that's not about podcasting, okay? So they are like what I consider podcasting leaders. Mm -hmm. So there were two separate lists. And these lists were supported by 
three folks that really pushed these forwards. One of them was my favorite podcast app ever, which is Castro, who that I honestly can't live without this app. I get a little freaked out sometimes while I got, and I'm going to knock on wood, that I'm, <laughs> I am addicted to this app to such a degree that I just, I, it's very hard for me to let go of, of Castro because I just, I love it so much. I'm in it all day. Anyway, it's a podcast listening app, but in the, in each one of these apps, there is a sort of directory of sorts when you're going to add a podcast. Usually you press a little plus button at the top, right? Then it pops up the in app directory. And in that in app directory, they featured these lists. So you could tap through and essentially subscribe to all of them at once, log through each one of them, or even, you know, whichever podcast really is something that you wanted to subscribe to were all there. So those two lists were in Castro. Those two lists were also published in Podchaser, who is essentially the IMDB of podcasters. They are a, an incredible database for podcasters out there. You can go in there and search individual people. You can search for podcasts. You can see credits. You can leave people reviews. So Podchaser did did it as well. They put the list in there and you could also subscribe to the list or you can listen individually, all kinds of stuff. And lastly, Overcast. And Overcast is arguably they're the number three. And I'm only saying arguably because not everybody reports on the same numbers. But according to Libsyn, there really are the number three podcast app out there in terms of consumption. The other two are obviously Apple Podcast and Spotify. And uh, Overcast is number three. And Overcast is iOS only. But they also supported these lovely, wonderful lists inside of there. So those, I just want to say thank you to those partners that really went out of their way to doing this for us. But now there's something else. Yeah. Okay. okay. So Marco Arment from the, the creator of and developer really of Overcast. You know, he's always done such wonderful stuff. He has a feeling about podcasting. He always serves listeners first. For him, it, everything is listener-centric first. And like people, like he creates a podcast app for listeners, right? Mm -hmm. Not for the industry, but for listeners. So he's always been very pro-listener and very pro-user in that respect. And he's also wanting to solve problems in a way that he can impact them. And one way in which he started to do this was by creating these the directory inside of his app, right? For people could find stuff. And at first he was just relying on the general categories that were out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, where he would just have little clumps of those categories so people could really check those out. But sometimes a lot of the way that we consume content could be a little bit of bias simply because there are some things that always bubble up just because of the nature of consumption and the nature of people finding things and going for the things that we tend to always go for. And he realized that there was a little bit of a disparate finding of content. And he started to support a podcast in color. I think we covered it Ooh. on the show. He created a wonderful area inside of Overcast where now when you look inside of that directory, you'll see uh, Barry's podcast in color directory. Like all of the shows that are in podcasting colors automatically get sucked into this huge category. So if you're looking for a podcast with a host of color, you can tap through and then find all of the things in there. <laughs> so at the end of mid-March or at the end towards March, Marco was like, I want to continue supporting She Podcasts. Yay. And I was like, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> so uh, in terms of that, I said, he, he was like, all you have to do is get a spreadsheet like the way that we created the other one, which is essentially all he needs is we really only need, thing he needs is your Apple ID, the Apple ID. That's okay. it of the show. That's it, because that's how he sucks the information in to populate these things. He said, you just send that to me and give me some artwork. So he just sent a message to me that it's live. So now inside of Overcast, you can find the She Podcasts list in there. Hey, that's and amazing. 
it's really cool. It looks very nice. I came up with some really quick artwork for that because I had to give it to him and it was like last moment. And I was like, oh my God. But he actually requested from me the late, you know, the blue lady, the blue background. Yeah. What blue? He, oh, our blue lady. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, our blue lady. He, I sent him the, the, the artwork, which he's using currently. Okay. And, but then he also, he just emailed me back and he said, is there any way that you can get me this lady? Because this lady looks really great. So I was like, I'm going to talk to Jess. So he just, he literally just sent that to, oh. to me. Sure, so you I, the lady. I mean, you he, want the lady with the thing, right? Our lady. Yeah, our lady with the thing. Yeah, yeah and yeah. maybe even with put the like logo. The, sh- the logo of the lady. Yeah, he yeah. he really like loves that. <laughs> we he are actually he... speaking English. You can tell we just read each other. We don't even need words. We're like, yeah, we don't even the, need words the guy because the oh thing. my god, Great. I cannot believe it. But it is so nice to be able to have that there. Now, currently, the only thing that's populated in there is we sent an email out on our email list of how to put your show in there, and we had a few people fill that out. And I also had previously asked some of the Claim Pod parody folks, that the people that were participating in that movement, to add to another list that I was working on uh, shows that they felt needed a boost or that that were really good that they wanted to put in there. So I grabbed that list and the list of some people's shows that they wanted to submit, those are the only ones that are populated in there. That does not mean that that's the only thing. It's just that we are going to be putting that list inside of our group and maybe sending it more into our newsletters. And also I'll have it in the show notes. So if you are someone that is not a man, Uh (laughs) I was waiting for it. Uh, Yeah. You can just submit your show. That's it. That's it. Any person who is of a marginalized gender can put your name on this list. And it's really easy. You literally go in there. You uh, like you either say yes or no to getting some marketing from from She Podcasts. Mm -hmm. Right. And then Mm -hmm. you put your show name and then you have the link to your Apple direct your Apple directory link and you submit it. It literally will take you two seconds, two minutes. Yep. And that's it. And then just put it in there. And I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have people just fill it out. And then periodically, I will reach out to Marco and say, could you run your query? And then he'll suck in all the things. And then it'll all be put up there. So it's not instantaneous. And I'm also not going to be emailing the guy every day. All right? I'm not going to do that. It's She's going not to doing slowly... It, guys. Come in there as he has time, and we'll be able to add that list in there. We'll continue to cultivate as many things in there. So that's Isn't really that cool, lovely. Though? I'm so excited to be able to see it. Yeah. So I was going to show it to you, but my I don't want to mess around with the tech right now. But it looks really pretty. I love it. Yay! Are you guys excited? Yay! That's so cool. Thank you to Marco. Thank you for everything that you. You know, that he's been doing to support us and to do all the things. And I love it. I think it's great. And if you want to check it out, you can see what he's done up there for all the stuff. And I did see an Overcast. Yes, Bonnie. Overcast is more than Google Podcast. Google Podcast has barely made it out of the single percentage point. Oh, really? Yeah. They are not. In fact, I wonder... Google Podcast sends you stats via email. No, I haven't seen it, but it could be in a different folder. I have folders that filter my emails. I wish I could find it really quickly, but I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. But they send you stats to your email, and we had 27 listens. Wow. Last month. Whoa. Hold on. Let me hold on to my hat. I mean. <laughs> So hold on, I can barely contain my enthusiasm. I know. And so I'm just sharing that with you so that you see, because you you do get that email. Like, it's like they send it out. Oh, my God, you got 27. I'm so excited. 27. (laughs) We are famous. Yes, we are. We are famous. So, yeah, I don't have the, the, but another fun thing that happened with us or with me, actually, for my other show is that we often have, and this goes to Bonnie's question, on my other show, we rep- uh, the feed, we report on stats. 
that Mm -hmm. um, are released in every episode, essentially. They're broken down into two. And we had one of our listeners who, he listened to the podcast and he wrote down by hand, because we don't write this anywhere, Mm -hmm. how many, like the data, the information that we share in each episode since 2017. (laughs) And then he created a chart that is a movable chart of all of this information. And I wanted to share it here because I was just like, oh my God, this is out of control. How amazing it is. So I'm going to just share it with you. And then that way, Bonnie, you are welcome to go check it out because then you'll see where Google Podcast lands in all of that stuff. But you can see the top. You can actually browse through by color, Jess. Do you want Do you want to see that? And then I yes, think Google please. Podcast is in there. And then you can see it's the red line. <laughs> <laughs> it's the red line. That's the one. Yeah. Whoa. Right? Look at what he did with all the lines. Very pretty. It's very pretty. So the top one's Apple. And then what's the 20% one? X Apple? What do you mean 20%? There's the purple line and then there's the blue line and then there's the green line. The green line Spotify. What's that? X Apple Spotify Stitcher. That's Apple. This is X Apple Spotify Stitcher. What is that? Yeah. Why is it X Apple? Example, Apple and Apple Podcast. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. (laughs) says, I want those kinds of listeners. Yes, the big numbers. What can we say? Yeah, what does that mean? Google Podcast, 2.79%. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. It's number two is mobile aggregator apps, not from Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those ones. It's all of them. Yeah, so that's what it is. Like Apple Podcast is the one all the way at the top, the purple one. Then you have except taking that out like that's what the other apps are and then there's spotify at the below that Mm. but anyway you can definitely see google podcast is at 1.79 percent overcast is at 2.83 percent so it's one percentage plus more it's not like a huge amount and as you can see though from the difference of looking at as it pertains to actual listener look at where the apple podcast one is (laughs) I know. Versus the rest. It's freaking crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) So. Don't tell me no one listens to Apple. And he's got all the little ones over there, like Pocket Cast Point Zero. It's really cool, I have to say. But it is nice. Absolutely. And also, he did all these other ones with the podcast under 5% share, which is like, look at this. It's like, it's crazy. So if you scroll down and you, you can see them individually by that share so you'll Mm. see overcast is the orange one okay and then you see that google podcast look google put podcast picked up a little bit there at 2.79 we we got a little pod cruncher action happening i know (laughs) for like a day or two look at that what is that like half a whoa half a person on (laughs) iheart what is that their feet hit it by accident (laughs) look at all these different things it fell off a cliff. Look, it went from 1.14% right. to 0.05. Yeah, how do you get a 0.05 of a listen? I don't know. Well, this right. is like, in, not listen, like this is- No, inc- I know, it's a percent. I know, It's a percentage. So, but it's, I mean- But still, it's not even a percent, which means someone hit it, someone butt dialed us or something <laughs> by accident. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's kind of neat to see all these little charts and you're like, oh, my God, look, pretty charts with all the different colors. How did he? I mean, honestly, how nice, right? That somebody did that for us. Wonderful. I mean, thank you, John Spurlock. This made me so happy. I almost cried. Seriously, because it's like because imagine what it takes for somebody that listens to your show who went in there and manually inputted this data from 2017. Who 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 would do that? Who would do that? Actually. It's like amazing. It's crazy. Whoa. United Wait States and then look at the rest of everybody else. Look, we've got someone from Ireland. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I like how you're like, "Hello." Hi. <laughs> Hello What's Ireland. Going on? 
Hello, Ireland. Over there. I'm but loving I mean, your potatoes. Oh, oh my gosh. So there's, <laughs> you know, there's a... How come you don't do any accents? Aren't you an actress? I sucked at accents. I could barely really? speak normal. Like, I, know, I had to true. get rid of my own. You're like, I could barely speak normal. Like, that's English. <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> you would be correct. Uh, I know. Okay, it's okay. Yeah. I don't do the great accents. I do some. I have a, I have a Russian slash... Eastern European thing happening that I do. It makes Isaac laugh. Yes, you did do that. You have done that. I, for... Yeah, that's my, it's kind of my Ariana Huffington one. Anyway, all right, yes, we, should just, we should We're just, we're done. Well, this was a very exciting and stimulating episode for, of She Podcast. Episode 352 will go down in the books. It's very exciting <laughs> and stimulating. Thank you guys so much for listening and being with us live here on She Podcasts. If you want to find anything we talked about, you can go on our website, ShePodcast.com and see all the links and the show notes and all the things. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at She Podcasts. And um, you can find our membership, which is about to open. If you're listening, I'm not sure if it's open yet. Check it out, membership.shepodcast.com. Um, also, we have tickets on sale for She Podcast Live, shepodcastlive.com. If there's anything else, please email us, feedback at shepodcast.com. Thank you so much for being with us again. We love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.